Well, good afternoon, everyone. The H1B Guy here, and today, the H1B Guy Live with Mob Squad President Arif Kamani. And we're going to cover Canadian immigration updates for 2023. But before we get started, I'd like to ask you, if you haven't already, to please subscribe to the H1B Guy channel here on YouTube and like this video so that I can continue to produce more content like this for you. I also wanted to mention the H1B Guy offers a variety of consulting services. I help businesses and individuals solve complex work authorization issues in the recruitment process while bringing awareness to employment-based immigration benefits. If I can help you, please reach out. I'd love to hear how, and you can book an appointment directly with me via the h1bguy.com. Today's live stream is proudly brought to you by Mob Squad. Are you a technology professional facing U.S. work visa-related challenges? Don't leave your fate up to chance. Our partner Mob Squad has a solution. Join the squad. And also by our partners perm-ads.com and Syndesis and Path to Canada. Well, Arif, nice to see you. Happy New Year to you. We are in the midst of 2023 now and uh, really excited to have you back on today to talk about all things uh, Canadian employment-based immigration. How you doing? Good, good. Thanks for, for having us back. Appreciate it. Awesome. Really good to see you. And um, I wanted to uh, to just let everyone know that uh, we'll be hearing more from Mob Squad over the next 12 months. Uh, really excited to announce our continued partnership for the remainder of, of 2023. Uh, we have some really excited things um, that we do have planned. So I wanted to just mention a couple of those and then RF will jump right into the discussion here. Um, but I'm going to be joined by uh, Graham Nixon, the head of growth at Mob Squad, for another live stream that we will do on March the 29th. So more on that over the next month or so. As well as we're going to continue to do more Mob Squad testimonial interviews. I know a lot of you have reached out to me and really enjoyed um, the piece that we did with Sarab uh, back in October of 2022 and talked about his experience in working with Mob Squad. I do want to mention, um, if you're interested in finding out more about Mob Squad, there are links in the video description below. Um, there are also links to the previous uh, live sessions that that I've held with Mob Squad, as well as the testimonial with with Sara. So, Arf, I want to turn it over to you. Let's talk about target demographics for Mob Squad. Who are we looking to reach here today in this conversation? If you're watching this video for the first time and wondering, is Canada ideal for me? Um, can you help walk me through that, Arif? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, and the timing for this is is great, um, given the uh, H1B lottery season is is well underway. Uh, I mean, we are basically, um, as you've announced on your on your videos, uh, we're based in Canada, and we try to help uh, engineers uh, who may be on a STEM OPT visa that's expiring, that don't win the H1B lottery, or are on an H1B that 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 needs renewing that didn't get renewed. Basically, folks that are in the U.S. that are unable to remain in the U.S. due to uh, visa-related uh, issues, and that most often is typically those on a STEM OPT in their third year of the lottery that unfortunately don't get selected. Uh, in those cases, uh, what we try and do is uh, port that role to Canada so that they can continue supporting uh, a U.S.-based company, the one that they were supporting when they were in the U.S., uh, just from Canada. Um, and so the company gets to continue working with those individuals and uh, the individuals get to remain in North America 
come to Canada on an expedited basis, get on a path to permanent residency, which is the Canadian equivalent of a green card, also on an expedited basis, um, and continue supporting um, a U.S.-based company. And so the typical demographic for this is those in the U.S. on those types of work visas. Uh, they tend to be in um, IT-related functions because that's uh, the stream that it allows us to actually obtain expedited visas. There are some changes to that, which we will discuss, uh, which are all uh, positive. Um, and in terms of what that looks like, it can be individuals, it can be families, because if you do uh, qualify for this visa, it means that your spouse can get an open work permit and your children can get study permits. Uh, so it can be any kind of uh, family situation that works as long as, uh, you know, you're basically uh, in that uh, unfortunate visa situation in the U.S. So target demographics then... OPT, OPT STEMs who are coming up on the end of their 12 months or 36 months. And I would even go as far as to say, RF, H-1B visa holders who are here in the U.S. that are fed up with our lack of reform, right? Yeah, no, that that's uh, exactly fair. I mean, we, we do have a number of people who have been on the green card uh, waitlist for a number of years, you know, even upwards of a decade. And um because of some of the country caps uh, being from certain places makes it really, really difficult to get a green card. And so um, if you're looking for that security, um, that's something we can, we can help with as well because we can help qualify people for um, uh, expedited uh, permanent residency processes mm -hmm. across, uh, across Canada and across our offices. And I think it's worth mentioning too, and just a reminder and, and kind of as we lead into the process, um, it's not just about the global parking, right? Like moving your U.S. job to Canada. You also have uh, a division that has order job orders you're looking to fill with clients in Canada as well. Correct? Yeah, no, that's that's exactly right. Like we, uh, if, if you're in a position where uh, you're not able to continue working with the with the company that you're at now, uh, we would encourage you to apply to what we call our talent roster, and so. Uh, we're always looking for great uh, engineers and, and folks that would be able to help us with that because we do have clients who are asking us to, uh, you know, fill positions and so that they, they can, people can support them from Canada. Uh, that, you know, varies in terms of demand. Obviously, right now is a more challenging macroeconomic environment, so there's not as much demand for uh, building new teams on our end. But uh, we would still encourage you to apply because there are still opportunities. And as the market mm -hmm. Uh, shifts, then that could grow again. So, you know, we're obviously, mm -hmm. um, you know, um, following what, what's going on there. And as we get more client demand, we can we can fill more roles. But there are steps on the process that we put people through, like a behavioral and technical screen. And so um, we would still encourage people to apply and get through all of that so that if things, you know, pick up, we would have roles. And even right now, we do have some uh, clients that are using us to help fill some, some roles. So uh, that, that still works. Yeah, this is where I remind everyone to make sure you use the link, right, um, that, that I have in the, the video description and also on uh, my website, the h1bguy.com, which takes them to a questionnaire to which they'll fill out. That's how I would prefer they kick off the process, but they can go to mobsquad.io as well on their own and, and let you know they, they heard about you from, from the H1B guy. So I fill out an application, Mob Squad receives it. What happens after that? Yeah, so if you're in kind of the situation we talked about first, where uh, you have an expiring visa or you are not able to remain in the U.S. for some reason uh, related to your work visa, or as you as you had mentioned, uh, if you've just been on the 
green card list for a very long time and want to uh, find some stability in Canada, uh, once you click get started and you send us just some very basic information about, uh, you know, just your name and contact information and what your current visa status is, then our team could contact you to figure out what the um, path forward is here. And so we would first determine uh, to make sure that these individuals are actually eligible for the PR or for the uh, work permit and PR streams that we're talking about. So as I said, it's mostly IT functions with some added functions that we'll talk about in a few minutes. Mm -hmm. uh, so once we make sure that that works, um, we will then try and figure out a way to have that conversation with uh, your current US company. Uh, and so that could either be through you introducing our partnerships team to that client, um, or uh, you could have that initial discussion with them and then bring us in the loop uh, and we can send you some material that would help uh, guide that discussion. But essentially what we would want to do is have a discussion with, with the U.S. company that you're with now to see, is there a way that we can have our solution in Canada uh, work for them and, and work, for, work for you? Uh, and then, you know, once we get past that point, once we've had, you know, contracts signed and, and employment agreements signed, then we can actually start moving forward with all of the immigration pieces. Yeah, I think the biggest piece to this is how do they approach their employer if we're looking to to relocate their job to Canada? That that always seems to be one of the biggest questions I get is like, can you help me with that? And my answer is always yes. That's part of the what we call the Cadillac service here in the U.S., right? Like the full full range of service. Um, so I know it's something that if necessary, um, you guys will get involved and, and help them have those conversations or create the introductions at, at the very least. I do want to mention too, like H-1B layoffs that, that's been the, the, the tech layoffs, the waves that are, they're continuing here, um, seeing a lot of pretty significant redeployment percentages here this like tech shift that's happening as, as I've been referring to it as. Um, but still, if you're someone who's impacted by a layoff, 60 days is probably the absolute fastest you guys could make this work. And I know we talk about really that eight weeks is kind of the ideal timeline for, for you guys, um, which is, you know, a little bit longer, right? That's that that two month, but really bordering on that 60 day period. Can you talk a little bit about your partnership with the Canadian government and how that really is a differentiator for, for Mob Squad? Yeah, so I mean, I think your your timelines are, are exactly right. I mean, um, you know, we when this program works uh, at, you know, at, at its best, we can get work permits um, issued within a matter of four weeks, uh, which is incredibly quick. Uh, it's a global online system, so it's not based on where you apply. So this could be from the US, from India, from anywhere. Uh, and it also, you know, it's not any longer if you apply with a family versus as an individual, like that timelines are kind of committed uh, across the board, uh, which is amazing. Um, we have seen over COVID uh, that there has been some backlog with this process. so the timelines did increase uh you know to up to 12 to 16 weeks in terms of how long things took to process um the good news is that we're starting to see things come back to uh back to normal uh and so in the most recent weeks where we've been submitting uh work permits and, and applications um we're not quite down to that four week level but within six to eight weeks we've typically been able to get things processed so um you know that that 60 day kind of two month timeline is on the you know on the lower end of what we can what we can actually work with at this point um 
and you know we do as we said work with with the government on uh on both the global talent stream applications as well as uh the pr applications and and some of the ways that that happens is you have to be obviously an eligible employer to use some of these programs of which we we obviously are um within the provinces uh a lot of the provincial streams for permanent residency are uh employer-based streams and you have to meet certain criteria in order to do that uh which we obviously work very hard to do uh across the board and this what this allows us to do is uh a get expedited work permits for those that need them basically across all of our offices uh and b you know have permanent residency solutions which not only offer uh federal streams but also provincial specific streams so that those that may not meet the qualifications for federal options can uh you know qualify through the provincial options that we would make available so what we're really trying to do is make sure that this works for uh as many if not all of those that uh, are facing uh these work visa challenges in the us so that they know that when they sign up they have an expedited path to a work permit so they can quickly get to canada and get working uh, but also that uh, path to permanent residency so they know that uh, their stability within you know a good period of time that they'll uh, be able to achieve their permanent residency. And for most folks, that's generally within a year. Uh, for some, it's up to 18 months, but you know relative to uh, the US, it's it's very, very quick in terms of being able to do this. Yeah, I think you nailed it with expedited processing and path to permanent residency in my dealings with high-skilled immigrants, whether it's here in the U.S. or elsewhere, um, that's what they're looking for, or really kind of those two things. If they're going to take that leap, right, they're looking for a path. Um, and expedited processing is a big part of that because there's a lot of anxiety that happens while the application is is in limbo. It, it just is the nature of, of how um, immigration works. It, it creates anxiety when you're moving your life. Um so in the news, one of the biggest things before we get to the GTS that I've been reading about is the um, the university, the student immigration that's happening in Canada right now and how that's impacting the U.S. All of a sudden now, one of the things that I'm seeing and, and a lot of the data starting to really back it up is that... Um, a lot of students now are looking at Canada as the destination for not only undergrad, but advanced degrees. Um, so I just, we didn't really plan to talk about this, but I just want like one maybe quick minute on this. Mm -hmm. If I come to Canada as a student and I get a degree, bachelor's, master's, what happens for me next there? Yeah, so there are some programs similar to the U.S. where, um, you then have the ability to work in Canada after you get your uh, degree. Uh, so similar to the OPT or STEM OPT, there's options for you to obviously remain in the country and, and continue working. Uh, I think the major difference is that uh, there's a much um, clearer path to permanent residency um, mm -hmm. if you are uh, you know, coming in on, on that student visa and then working in Canada because most of the immigration streams in Canada or the economic immigration streams are done on a point-based system. Mm -hmm. So they look at things like your age, uh, your language skills in either English, French, or both, uh, your education background, uh, as well as your work experience. And then there are bonus points you can get, which include uh, work experience within Canada, having family in Canada, and a variety of having a job offer or mm -hmm. actually having, you know, working here. So there's 
there's a, it's, it's a merit-based system and they basically do draws generally every two weeks. Um, mm-hmm. Pick those that are in the candidate pool with the highest number of points. And mm-hmm. so uh, if you are, you know, if you are a student uh, that studied in Canada and then you work in Canada for a year, you have a pretty distinct advantage because you right. get a lot of points for your education, for your work in Canada. And then obviously for your age and language skills would, would, would factor into that as well. And so, um, you know, as opposed to, uh, you know, the green card, which may be challenging because it's, it's country capped, uh, you are on the H-1B. And so you do need that to be renewed uh, if you're not chosen uh, as part of those. Con- uh, yeah, it's all employer driven. Right. And I think that's exactly. the, the difference. And, um, you know, two and a half years now on this channel, I've been talking about points based immigration, mm-hmm. merit based immigration is to me that that first come first serve uh, mentality. And, and it's been something that I've been a huge proponent of. And I just, I don't see anywhere in the near future where we look to something like that here in the U S unfortunately. Um, but that's why we're seeing this influx of students now going to Canada, right? It's a friendlier pathway. It, it just is. So yeah. let's talk about December 19th, the government of Canada um, updated their program requirements for, for the global talent stream for, for GTS. And I think they added five new occupations to the 12 that were already, or, or that they left in place. Um, so I'm going to turn this over to you and, and let you talk about the updates to the, the, the GTS program, kind of the expanded categories, uh, and what this means as, as we head into 2023. Yeah, no, thank you. And then we, you know, we were super excited to see that. And just for some background, basically the global talent stream is the pathway that allows companies to bring in workers under certain job occupations um, on an expedited basis. So you get an expedited LMIA within two weeks and then you get your work permit approved typically within uh, two weeks after that, currently probably closer to four weeks, but still very, very expedited. Um, and typically over the last few years, most of the occupations within there have been specific to IT. So roles like software engineers, um, data scientists, cybersecurity, um, you know, IT consultants. So really a broad range, but quite specific to IT with a few exceptions. Um, this list is updated, um, you know, based on consultations with companies in Canada, as well as uh, just surveys of where there are job shortages in Canada, because the whole purpose of this is to help Canada bridge the gap between where we have job shortage and where we can bring in uh, foreign talent to help fill that. And so in December, they added uh, a few occupation groups, which I think would be highly relevant to to some of this audience. And these include uh, civil engineers, electrical engineers and electronics engineers, mining engineers, aerospace engineers, uh, and I believe the final one was electronics and electrical engineering technologists and technicians. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a whole new set of engineering categories that have not been part of this program are now uh, within this program, which means that if you are within those occupations, you would now qualify for those expedited work permits. And what it means for us is that uh, we can now help individuals in those roles. And a question that we would always get is, you know, I'm an electrical engineer or I'm a civil engineer. Uh, can this work for me? Like I'm on a STEM OPT and I'm in the same situation you described. And our previous answer had to be uh, no, because we can only really work with with the functions that were within there, which were largely IT focused. But this does broaden, you know, who we're able to help and who qualifies for this program, which is great. And the last thing I'll say on that is just that those are kind of the broader titles. 
within each of those titles is an umbrella of other titles that are within that type of work. Uh, so similar to before when we said software engineers, you know, this this did include like DevOps engineers and cloud engineers and cybersecurity. Uh, that would be similar for civil electric uh, electric uh, mining and uh, aerospace. And so if you're not sure if you qualify, the best thing to do is to reach out to us and we can see based on your resume and your job description if that does actually match with what we could do. But if those, you know, if those roles, you know, ring a bell for for what you're doing, then uh, you know, there is a high likelihood that you would qualify. I, when I covered this back really right before Christmas here in the U.S., I, I thought that the most interesting to me was the the mining engineering and the aerospace component. Mm -hmm. And, you know, here I, I recently was, was down in Cape Canaveral um, in early December and, and kind of mid-East Coast Florida and uh, SpaceX and Blue Origin are revitalizing that area because of the amount of money that's being spent by um, Elon Musk and, you know, Jeff Bezos, right? The space yeah. race is on. And I thought the aerospace piece, which covers a lot of different areas, but I thought that was the one that, that stood out to me most. It was like, wow, that's always been one where um, it felt kind of restrictive, but it makes mm -hmm. a lot of sense now when when you kind of peel it back and 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 look at it from a holistic perspective of why. Um, you mentioned a lot of the pre the, the the twelve that they carried over were heavy technology. There's some mathematics that that math component, as you mentioned, data scientists, but some some math categories as well. So you're yeah. still seeing that emphasis being placed on on STEM. Um, this to me tells me Canada's still all in on GTS, going to re revamping the program, adding some new categories, expanding it, if you will. It tells me that they're all in on it as a pathway to permanent residency and um, really kind of filling a talent gap that's that's been ongoing in, in Canada as well. What other trends or predictions do you have as, as we head into 2023 of, of things that we may see over the next uh, 11 months or so? Yeah, no. So first, I think you're exactly right. I mean, this program started as a pilot and was made uh, into a permanent program based on the initial success that it had. And, uh, uh, you know, as you, as you said, like, given that they're updating the occupation list and they kept every occupation that was previously on there and added more, um, you know, it's a sign that this is working. Um, and that, uh, you know, it's delivering what, uh, what, you know, government wants out of it. Um, and hence we're seeing the, you know, the growth of the program. Um, there's a few things I think that we will see, uh, and these are not, you know, predictions. This is all, um, very public policy in terms of Canada. Um, 2022, uh, the results have come out and it was a record year for immigration in Canada. Uh, so even despite challenges with COVID and, and other things, there were still a record number of, uh, of immigrants to Canada in 22. And if you look at what the government uh, has announced as a plan for the next three years, so they released what they call a levels plan, uh, which is announces their next three years of tar targets for immigration. And each year is projected to be a record year on top of what was already a record year this year, uh, with over 500,000 uh, people uh, invited to be permanent residents uh, in, that, in that third year. So they continue to project higher and higher uh, immigration targets, um, which uh, really, really benefits, uh, you know, this group. Um, 
Otherwise, there have been there has been talk that there will be programs to more easily help those in Canada at, that are temporary residents become permanent residents. Uh, so those that are here on work permits and potentially study permits actually create additional pathways uh, or ways for them to become permanent residents. So that is beneficial for those that may, you know, struggle right now with um, the point-based system or not, you know, not have enough points. There, there may be additional pathways announced. Um, another one that was interesting is that they they now have the ability to do occupation-based draws uh, federally. And so they may decide in certain regions that they want to prioritize certain occupations. So this could be, you know, things like medical professionals. It could be, again, IT professionals um, that the government chooses to prioritize in certain draws, which just allows more flexibility for meeting the demand of where, you know, the country needs folks, um, which I think, again, could be to this group's benefit. Um, and then as we're seeing uh, in a few provinces, like BC has a tech a uh, specific PR stream in Alberta uh, last year announced an accelerated tech program. There continues to be really, really, really high demand for, for technology workers. And so uh, provinces are responding to this by creating uh, pr provincial nomination uh, PR programs that specifically benefit technology workers, um, which I know a lot of this group is as well. And so uh, generally all of the updates are positive for uh, the, the folks that would be uh, you know, potentially listening to this. So more immigration, uh, more tech focused and not yet announced, but likely to, uh, or not late announced in specific, but likely to come into place this year is uh, additional pathways for temporary residents to become permanent residents. So, uh, you know, I think all is looking well on the immigration front here. Uh, the paths, as you mentioned, are working. And I think the, the thought is how do we do more? How do we expand on it uh, generally, which is, which is a positive sentiment. Yeah, that's, it, it's clearly evident, right, from my perspective as I start to look at um, the migration shifts that are happening and, and the tech migration shifts that are happening. Um, I did want to mention we may have like a minute for questions. So anyone who is currently watching this, if you have a question, drop it in the chat. I'll try to get to it. Um, but we do have a hard stop at, at the top of the hour. One of the things are that I always am asked after we do one of these streams and we talk about relocating to Canada um, are the med pros. You hit on it just a little bit and looking at some of the updates and the policies and um, kind of the temporary statuses. We, you guys don't really do MD and RN type work yet. Is that something that that is in the horizon for you guys or are we just going to stay focused in, in the tech space? Yeah, I don't think, unfortunately, that will be something that we focus on uh, because most of our clients are U.S.-based uh, companies. Um, you know, we're really focused on on those types of roles that can be done with that capacity, uh, whereas most, you know, uh, medical folks work directly uh, at institutions in Canada, uh, which I think is, you know, probably the best path for them. So we're going to remain focused largely on the engineering space uh, and mostly in technology, but um you know the opportunities for those that are in med i think will grow uh independent of whether you know we're involved or not yeah and that's always a question that i get and i appreciate you you addressing that it's it's really important um i did want to highlight really quickly you know i mentioned the the interview with with sarab that that we posted back in october but on your website on uh, mobsquad.io there is a case studies tab um so it's just forward slash case hyphen studies 
uh, for those of you that um, that that want to check that out. And I'll uh, I'll copy that right now and post it in the chat. Um, but I wanted to mention that, and, and we're working on scheduling a few more uh, of those. Hopefully, plan to do at least one to two more of those um, by the uh, by the end of the year. So be on the lookout for that. So there's the case studies if you're interested in, in reading about individuals that have gone through and, and worked with Mob Squad directly. Um, so here's where I say, you know, the what next. And the what next is you've heard who the target demographic is. We know that F1, OPT, H1B, and other high-tech professionals from around the world who are seeking, um, you know, a rewarding opportunity in Canada. As I mentioned, links in the video description below to go in and fill out that initial um, interest form. And someone from Mob Squad will be back in touch with you. Um, you know, if you want to hit their website directly, it's Mob Squad. Dot io and just let them know that that you heard about them from the h1b guy um, i imagine probably in the next month or so you're going to see a pretty good influx as the lottery comes up um, uscis is still not publicly stated when they're going to hold the lottery i still expect it to be marked first through about the 24th or 25th um so keep keep tuned for that sorry we, um uh rf we got one question if we can just take this really quickly have you yeah, answer this and, and then i'll close this out um in summary is canada still a valid pathway in today's economy rf i'll let you take that yeah absolutely and just sorry just building on the last thing you said first um even though we don't know exactly when the lottery will be if this is your last attempt especially we do encourage you to reach out to us as soon as possible um and the reason for that is just that it's really helpful if we can have that discussion with you make sure you're eligible and then ideally even have that conversation with your company so that if we do end up in a place where you're not chosen then we're not scrambling to find a solution uh if you are selected perfect you know that that you know solves the problem um but if not we want to try and get as ahead of it as we can just so that we're uh um you know in a good place where um all we have to do is press go on the permits uh if you know if we're in a place where you're not selected uh, and then to this question, um, yeah, I mean, I think Canada is still an extremely valid pathway uh, in today's economy. I think uh, uh, all of the uh, work permit and PR streams that we discussed, uh, so that includes the Global Talent Stream, Express Entry PR, and, and all of the provincial nomination systems, especially the tech ones, are all still, uh, quote unquote, open for business. Um, you know, there are uh, there is still a shortage of technology workers in Canada. Uh, so there are still companies looking, uh, it is a more challenging macroeconomic environment right now. So, um, you know, it's not the same as what it was, uh, even six months ago. Um, mm -hmm. I would still say, you know, I'd encourage you to, to continue to look and especially with us, like if you send us your information, uh, we can give you an indication of, you know, what that, what that would look like in your particular case. Yeah. And, and my answer to that question is yes. You know, it, we've, we've called it one A and one B it's no longer one and two. Uh, I'm just being honest. Um, the openness of the immigration process in Canada um, to me is just more inherently friendly right now um, than it is here in the U.S. So one last personal question, then I'm going to close this out. Yeah, of course. Favorite city in Canada? <laughs> I feel like uh, that's a hard one for me to answer. I've lived in, uh, I'm from Vancouver, uh, and I've lived in Vancouver, Calgary, and Toronto, which is where three of our four offices are, the other ones in Halifax. Uh, I think they all have, you know, amazing things kind of going for them. 
Uh, but because I'm from Vancouver, my family is here. That's <laughs> that's where I lean. But I will say that you know it really depends on the situation. Like as an example, if you're moving with a family, uh, Calgary is pretty perfect because you can afford a home. The salaries are actually quite you know quite good there relative to cost of living. Uh, and so there's, you know, there's great options across the country, depending on your specific uh, situation and what you're looking for. That's awesome. Yeah. You gotta, gotta go with your roots, right? Um, exactly. I've shared this with you and, and with Jamie as well, but I, I definitely need to get to Banff at some point in my lifetime. So I'm going to, going to, going to dream big and put that on the bucket list. Um, let us know if you come out, we, uh, we're right next door. So we'll, yeah. <laughs> we'll make sure you have a good time. Looking, looking forward to that. So, um, with that being said, you know, Arif, I can't thank you enough for coming on. I'm going to go ahead and close this out and then I'll let everyone know where they can find you and a little bit more about Mob Squad. Uh, but today's live stream was brought to you by Mob Squad. Um, if you are a technology professional that's facing U.S. work visa related challenges, don't leave your fate up to chance. Our partner Mob Squad has a solution. They work with technology professionals that are facing U.S. work visa related uncertainty remain working with their current U.S. company nearshore from Canada, as well as technology professionals from around the world who are seeking an opportunity to find a rewarding career in North America. Through their partnership with the Canadian government, they can obtain a Canadian work permit for you and your spouse in as little as eight weeks. So whether you're looking to stay working with your current U.S. company or you want to find a new opportunity in Canada, please find out how the team at Mob Squad can help you via the link in the video description below. Join the squad. And also by our partners, perm-ads.com, the industry leader in providing a seamless experience for employers and immigration attorneys navigating the complex perm recruitment ad phase of the labor certification process, and by Syndesis and Path to Canada. Um, RF, they can find you on LinkedIn. I put your profile in the video description below. Um, of course, if anyone has any questions, please feel free to shoot those to me directly. Um, and I can channel those over to the team at Mob Squad. Um, but before I sign us off, just wanted to ask you again, please make sure to like this video, subscribe to the H1B Guy channel here on YouTube, and click the bell for notifications so that you're notified anytime we post new content here to this channel or go live like we did here today on January 27th, 2023 at a little after 1.30 p.m. Eastern. For those of you that have made it this far, I just want to say thank you for taking the time to join us live or watching this video at a later date. Really appreciate your support. I'm Robert. I'm the H1B guy, your global source for all things H1B. Thanks again, Arof. Really appreciate you coming on again this afternoon. Oh, thank you again.